I greet you in Lord's holy name. Uh, we'll continue our study from the book of Esther. I have requested uh, Rosalind Sahaka from Bhuvaneshwar to lead us in prayer. Okay. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you and praise you once again for another day you have given us to come uh, in your name, Father God, in this fellowship. Father God, though we don't meet each other physically, but you are there in, the, in our midst. Thank you for the study on Esther, Father God. I pray, Father God, though we are so familiar with these stories, but uh, let it let familiarity not breed contempt, knowing that we know the story already. But Father God, uh, speak to us uh, in a refreshing way. Speak to us new, new insights, Father God, and teach us and point us where we need to know in a deeper way. Father God, thank you and praise you for Billy as he is taking this initiative in doing um, verse by verse study on each book of the Bible. Thank you and thank you for this privilege, Father God, and thank you and praise you for you are still speaking to us. And I commit this day and the coming days of studies in this book. Um, continue to speak into our lives and minds. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you so much, Akam, for this prayer. Yesterday when we started, uh, we looked at uh, the background. We looked at the uh, Persian Empire. They had overtaken the Babylonians. And also we looked at the culture of that uh, Persians. Being a Jew, Esther could uh, become a queen in that situation. And uh, we were thrilled to see the great qualities of this young lady, Esther. We looked at the main theme verse, that is chapter 4, verse 14. Today we'll be looking at it. And we looked at the broad outline of this book. As Akka prayed rightly, we looked at the book of Esther. It's something like a familiar story, but we could see the hand of God. Uh, it's very much there in protecting his people, though God's name is not mentioned there. We were thrilled to see the uh, power of God revealed in this book, in the history. And it really motivates us to uh, look at him as uh, the sovereign Lord and who is in control of our life, our family, and our ministry, and definitely as a church, as a whole. We thank God for his uh, uh, providence. Today, we are going to look at uh, two chapters, that is, uh, three and four, but we will start from chapter two, verses 21 onwards, the last paragraph of chapter two. And then we look, we are going to look at uh, the two chapters. The broad outline could be like this. Chapter two, verses 21 to 23. We are going to look at the first plot, that's plot against the king by two men. And uh, chapter 3, verses 1 to 15 is a second plot, but it was made by one man, 
but to claim the whole uh, community of Jews. That's the high claim of Haman. And in chapter four, we are going to look at uh, first paragraph giving importance to the reactions of Mordecai. And uh, the last paragraph, though Mordecai is very much there, we could see the spiritual character of Esther. Clearly, we can see that uh, four people are here, four individuals. The king is there in the first paragraph. In the second paragraph, the evil man, Haman, is there. And then third paragraph, we could see on Mordecai, and the fourth paragraph on Esther. Today, we cannot read the whole passage uh, as appropriate, it's verse by verse study, but I don't think uh, uh, it's not the way. Uh, I am just bringing a big picture only, and we are taking a passage only. Uh, if you want to have a verse by verse study, you need to take these passages and study. But I'm excited about uh, the, uh, the interest you have. I really thank God for Roslyn Sagaka for the way in which she is a great encouragement uh, for, for us to study God's word in this way. Today we are going to look at uh, this passage that is uh, verses 4 to 17 in chapter 4. Uh, very interestingly, uh, this is the first time, uh, dear Rajashree, she is going to read the passage for us. And we need to pray for uh, Rajashree. And uh, she uh, said, send me the recorded uh, uh, message and uh, we will hear God's word through their sister Rajshri. Esther chapter 4 verse 4 When Esther's eunuchs and female attendants came and told her about Mordecai, she was in a great distress. She sent clothes for him to put on instead of his sackcloth, but he would not accept them. Then Esther summoned Hathak, one of the king's eunuchs assigned to attend her, and ordered him to find out what was troubling Mordecai and why. So Hathak went out to Mordecai in the open square of the city in the front of king's gate. Mordecai told him everything that had happened to him, including the exact amount of money Haman had promised to pay into the royal treasury for the destruction of the Jews. He also gave him a copy of the text of the edict for their annihilation, which had been published in Susa, to show to Esther and explain it to her, and he told him to instruct her to go to the king's presence to beg for mercy and plead with him for her people. Hethak went back and reported to Esther what Mordecai had said. Then she instructed him to say to Mordecai, all the king's officials and the people of the royal provinces know that for any man or woman who approaches the king in the inner court without being summoned, the king has but one law, that they be put to death unless the king extends the gold scepter to them and spares their life. But thirty days have passed since I was called to go to the king. When Esther's words were reported to Mordecai, he sent back this answer. Do not think that because you are in the king's house, you alone of all the Jews will escape. For if you remain silent at this time, relief and deliverance for the Jews will arise from another place. But you and your father's family will perish. And who knows but that you have come to your royal position for such a time as this. 
Then Esther sent this reply to Mordecai. Go, gather together all Jews who are in Susa and fast for me. Do not eat or drink for three days, night or day. I and my attendants will fast as you do. When this is done, I will go to the king, even though it is against the law, and if I perish, I perish. So Mordecai went away and carried out all Esther's instructions. I really thank uh, Raj Shri for taking time to uh, record these uh, verses and send it to us. We'll continue to pray for her as she's attending this Bible study. Her parents are not happy that uh, she's a Christian and she's a believer. And we'll continue to pray that God will open their eyes in the days to come. Thank you, dear Raj Shri, for this lovely reading. The first plot is highlighted in chapter 2, verses 21 to 23. There are uh, uh, some of the concerns we need to note down in these three verses. We see that uh, the evil in the society is prevailing everywhere. And in many ways, it is uh, not only uh, killing, even in other ways, the way in which people meet together and plan together and uh, do all sorts of evil, especially uh, in our times, we see that way in which things are happening against children, against women, against uh, underprivileged uh, people. It's uh, very, very sad. And uh, devil is very happy to see that evil is growing. That's the way we Look at it. It's not that we are angry with one or two people. Naturally, the devil should be blamed. The evil is increasing. Here we see that two people were angry with king. In verse 21, we see that they became angry and conspired to assassinate king. And uh, uh, that is uh, the reaction of people. Even uh, uh, in a family situations, we see that people became angry and they killed their father, mother, or brother, or sister, and uh, all sorts of evil is happening. And uh, in the political arena, we know not only uh, Mahatma Gandhi or Indira Gandhi, in many of the countries, we know that assassination was very common uh, among the people who are very evil in the thinking. Live alone in a uh, king or the main people who are in the leadership position are attacked. Even in other way around, we see that uh, in the society, many of the people who are in position are under threat. We need to pray against the evil one. When we look at verse 23, we see that uh, they have informed the king and uh, it was uh, found out that uh, it is true. It was after the investigation was found and uh, they have taken uh, action against these two people. And interestingly, it was recorded in the book. The chapter three verse one should be talking about because Modega has uh, uh, informed this, he was uh, recognized. 
he was given gifts like that it would have been mentioned there is no uh, book of esther for us because the whole community would have been uh, taken care in a different way modagai could have been a prominent man and he could have done differently uh, see that uh, they have forgotten even in old testament we read this such stories one other story very powerful is uh, in genesis 40th chapter the last verse says the chief cupbearer however did not remember joseph he forgot him he forgot him who is this uh, chief cupbearer he was in the jail when joseph was there in jail jo- joseph is not supposed to be there and even this man also is not supposed to be there and this man got a dream and joseph could reveal that dream and he told him one day you will be with a king you remember me but uh, this man has forgotten and here the king has forgotten though it was recorded in the book of annals my dear brothers and sisters nothing can be forgotten by god what a great uh, uh, message we have nothing can be forgotten by god we think that people will not recognize us people will not remember us natural because in this busy world people simply don't think of others and even such a good thing has happened it can be forgotten if so even in our own personal uh, life we can see that in our church in our society when we do something good people will simply forget but remember god will not forget that tomorrow we are going to look at uh, uh, the marvelous act of god in chapter 6 verse 1 god is remembering god is remembering our sovereign god is in control the reward so please don't do anything for the sake of reward but look at doing things faithfully and sincerely other side i wanted to uh, talk about the shrewd mordegai he is the one who was sitting there but he was not uh, so was just sitting there casually his eyes and ears are open my dear brothers and sisters we as evangelicals we as bible believing christians we need to be shrewd we don't need to be uh, evil in our thinking not at all and we should not be looking for only evil things around but we need to be sure even jesus said be like a uh, serpent and be like a dove we want to be like a dove but uh, when people look at us we want to be very transparent and we want to be like a pure white dove but jesus said be shrewd like a serpent what does it mean somewhere i read the snake which is going inside the hole it will keep the uh, head very much uh, close to the hole entrance of the hole in case if people will hit uh, their tail it can immediately hit it it is very shrewd the snakes like that it was mentioned what does it mean jesus said that to whom to us not to the worldly people be shrewd be shrewd so that means in this corrupt world 
in this uh, crooked generation we need to be very shrewd we have to keep our eyes open we need to hear, hear we have to keep our ears open and see what's happening around secondly i want to talk to you about the smart yes sir young lady but she was very smart she was uh, not uh, had a proud feeling saying that i only found out king i want to tell you that what a good wife i am no we see that she went and reported to the king giving credit to mother guy she didn't realize that it will have a big impact in the history but she did it my dear brothers and sisters how much we give credit to others that's one of the biggest challenges of christian leaders and for all of us for that matter if there is anything to be blamed, uh others about the mistake of others if anything uh, credit comes we immediately just jump forward and say that i did it and it's because of me this happened my dear brothers and sisters we need to be careful wherever credit should be given please give credit encourage people respect people it's not because her uncle but this man has done something great and he needs to be recognized so the credit was given to modegai third one god's purpose behind events i like that uh, phrase god's purpose behind events as something has happened for uh, us it could be a great uh, event of uh, protecting the king and for the king it's second life otherwise could have been killed and for all those who are protecting the king that had been a big uh, uh, surprise that they have uh, somehow escaped from this king's assassination but for us it is god's purpose behind this event so my brothers and sisters look at god's uh, handling and god's purposes fulfilling in events i have two things to share with you in this regard number 1 it's about the timing uh, the whole uh, passage we can read about timing even chapter 2 verse 21 starts like that only time it says exactly um chapter 2 verse 21 it says that uh, during the time modegai was sitting at the king's gate every day work every day that's a very familiar place familiar place but today it's going to be a very special day that's going to the, make the history turn uh, different and for mother guy he made use of that day chapter 3 was one after these events that also uh, word phrase highlights about time after these events chapter 3 was 12 there we see that then on the 13th day of the first month there are uh, time events and words of a day are mentioned what do i want to communicate here number 1 we all sing this chorus very familiar chorus this is the day the lord has made we will rejoice and be glad in it it's not only on sunday it's not only in e meetings every day we want to sing that chorus this is the day the lord has made 
we will rejoice and be glad in it. If so, every day is a precious day for us. Every day is an important day for us. I cannot take things for granted. I cannot take it just lightly. I need to be very careful that uh, in this day, can I keep my eyes open? Can, my, can I e keep my ears open so that I can find out something new, so that I can do something which can make uh, history upside down? My dear brothers and sisters, in the Bible and also in the history, we could read many, many stories like that. I can go on with many examples. For me, one of the closest, uh, closest to my heart is uh, the Haystack prayer in America. <clears throat> Almost 200 years back, more than, uh, right, more than 200 years back, these five boys went for prayer, and when they're coming back, it was raining like anything. They couldn't run, but they stayed back in, under the Haystack. And as they were staying there, the Spirit of God came upon them to pray for nations. How I wish that the spirit of prayer will come upon us to plead, not only for our own sins, not only plead for our families, plead for our church, plead for our state and nation, for the world missions. They did it. They did it. And uh, later, many, many <coughs> world missions are quoting that prayer day as a beginning of their, what happened? All the five boys, young people, young men, became prominent mission leaders. One of them, Samuel Mill, a very coward boy. That's what it says. He is a son of a pastor. He got the burden for world missions and he did the marvelous things. And many of the organizations, including IFES, International Fellowship of Evangelical Students, go back and say that we have our roots from that one. My brothers and sisters, whenever I I will go with the fear and trembling. When I'm asked to take a Bible study, I'll go with all my fear. This day could be a day which can make a history. How come I can take it very casually? Whenever I stand before an LTC group or DTC group for that matter, any camp, with all fear, I'll tell them. I cannot simply do not know whether one Samuel Mill is sitting here. Even as I take this Bible study, I'm so conscious, so conscious. If only God will give me that fear and trembling, I'll be happy about it. Because one of you could be that Samuel Mill. It could, it's not just an one more Bible study. Remember that. Second thing I just wanted to tell you, uh, when we read that uh, after these events, it is not just next day it has happened. We have to read between the lines. Verse 23 says, it was recorded in the book. Next day morning, Amon did not become prime minister. In between something has happened. There were many things that happened. We do not know. Read between the lines. What does it mean? Even in our life, history means it is not that uh, everything is uh, tuck, 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 it's happening like that. No, 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 no. Remember that. One day is a lovely day for you. You are so happy. Praise the Lord. And uh, excited. And next day, it is not such a lovely day for you. Why well, you are the upset? 
you are making an history maybe one week later one month later maybe for some of us it could be years later something dramatic things have happened remember the timing is so important i want to learn every day is precious day for me and day uh, the day after day my routine work should be controlled by the holy spirit that's what i want to tell you that leads me to the second important point the history time and history are in our hands we are uh, not controlling the time time is controlling us and uh, we are part of the history and as you look at it we need to have with all humility we need to praise god and we need to be under the control of the holy spirit and come under the control of the sovereignty of god dr sam kamalesan a great preacher and he will keep his hands two hands above his head and whenever he talks about the sovereignty of god and whenever he talks about the god's authority should come upon me i remember very clearly he could keep both of his hands up on his head and say that i come under the authority of god sovereignty of god my dear brothers and sisters every day should be precious day for us we are making a history look at this incident there we see that uh, third chapter was one talks about this man who is evil became prominent he became the uh, prime minister god uh, king has made him as prime minister aman and uh, when you look at the history we see that he is from amalekite background and interestingly when king saul who was supposed to kill all the amalekites he allowed this king agag to be relieved you can read about it in first samuel 15 chapter and the, the people came out and that time itself they are supposed to be uh, stopped but uh, mistake of uh, saul in disobeying right even before that we see that uh, the amalekites were bitter enemies of israel right from beginning of uh, israel leaving from egypt as they want to go into the blessed canaan as they are in the process they faced enemies and amalekites are one of the tremendous enemies look at this passage uh, exodus chapter 17 verse 14 then the lord said to moses write this on a scroll as something to be remembered and make sure that joshua hears it because i will completely blot out the name of amalek under heaven you remember the story when uh, joshua was taking the team of people to fight against amalekites and moses was standing on the mountain and holding his hand as he was holding the hand the amalekites were running away from uh, the people of israel when his hand come come down definitely israel is going to suffer so he was holding the hand up and later he became very tired moses became very tired and two gentlemen went uh, and supported uh, moses so that he can hold on his hand up and amalekites were uh, gone and uh, joshua could win that war and that context god said 
you have to uh, keep it in writing and i want to remove amalekites uh, they are the bitter enemies of israel my brothers and sisters from this i want to bring out two important points i am not talking about any groups as such right now don't take it immediately look at this first phrase god at war that's a very beautiful book produced by operation mobilization om authentic uh, books they have a uh, copy of this one god at war it's very powerful it says even before genesis third chapter there is a fight between devil and satan uh, between devil and god that's a war the kingdom of god is there and satan's kingdom is there we know satan was not created uh, uh, sorry uh, satan is not created as satan he was a fallen angel and uh, he has his own company of people many uh, uh, war between god and satan happened in the history it is continuing it will continue the antichrist who is controlled by devil and now people started worshiping devil openly they say that you are my god the uh, satan worshipers they are growing in number they like to call satan as god and we read very clearly in book of revelation a day will come the satan will be in bounds and god will be there till then god uh, at war is a reality see for israel amalekites are enemies and constant war between god and devil is continuing at the same time definitely uh, in same in the book itself it's mentioned about the spiritual warfare we know that uh, the spiritual warfare is a reality in a christian's life there is a war uh, like amalekites uh, wanted to get rid of jews even today as we read in galatians chapter 5 verse 17 the flesh wanted to get rid of the spirit in us for the flesh desires what is contrary to the spirit and the spirit what is contrary to the flesh they are in conflict with each other so that uh, uh, we are like that it's constant warfare constant warfare my dear brothers and sisters keep that in mind when you see that aman wanted to get rid of modegai and not only modegai along with him the whole community including the queen that's the way he made a plan otherwise he didn't think of it i don't know why uh, right he was so angry with uh, his god's people that's a war. real warfare even tonight as uh, we are thinking of our own personal life i'm sure all of us who are gathered here could consider the warfare which is going on within us the fight with conflict between flesh and the spirit for all of us and also at home in our church in our fellowship in our neighborhood we see that the uh, uh, enemy some of them are bitter bitter they hate us it's happening it's part of history jesus said it will happen if you wanted to follow me faithfully it will happen 
yesterday i quoted this verse john chapter 16 verse 33 jesus has won the world and uh, we we may find it difficult to face this war and uh, definitely we can be confident in saying that we are in the victor's side because jesus is with us i don't know brother sister in this evening what type of a struggle you are undergoing definitely it could be like amalekites fighting against people of israel in our churches it's happening in our fellowships it is happening in many of the families we see that it's happening so we need to really uh, consider the book of esther very seriously let me take uh, chapter 3 and verse uh, chapter 4 with this uh, category under plot 2 the plot 2 is a evil one it is not against a king it is not against one man if we can remove the king maybe something new can happen that's the way that those two people uh, they were angry and they planned but this man was uh, not like that it is not against modegai it is against the whole community evil evil that's what i started in saying evil in the system evil in the society evil among people evil uh, in the institutions evil in the church everywhere we see that cunningly the devil wanted to bring the evil my brothers and sisters we could see that there's a clear cut uh, um, mark one side we could see the evil and other side we could see the good <coughs> i don't want to make myself proud in saying praise god i am on the other side any time i can be pushed to the other side if i am not careful enough to be controlled by the holy spirit any time the uh, evil can come into my heart the fight between flesh and spirit it's true even here right god only has to protect us but when you look at this three and four uh, chapters we could highlight some of the points there are many points you can note down as accurate if you want to have a word study verse study definitely you'll get more points let me highlight this five points when this man become prime minister when he is in power he could think of destruction that is so sad so sad it is not only for aman for every one of us when we get power we are not thinking of uh, construction we think of destruction it is true that some of the things we need to remove the evil systems and all we need to remove but here he wanted to remove good people he wanted to remove the whole community because he thinks he has power and my brothers and sisters even now leave alone the political leaders in the churches in our uh, uh, larger families we see some person when he became bishop when he becomes the leader of the movement when he becomes the um, chairman of the committee when he become the uh, union uh, college union chairman or uh, the uh, secretary of the department they think they have power they can easily handle hod they can easily go to the principal 
and make decisions. And when they become the uh, trade union leader, and they can, they can say that I can go because I have power now. My dear brothers and sisters, it is not only some political leaders, they misuse the power. In many, many ways, devil is encouraging people who are in power to destroy. I know that most of my hearers are young people. My humble suggestion is, even this evening you can pray, Lord, whenever I get power in the ministry, in the church, and especially in my workplace, let me be humble. That should be a prayer. God will bless you. Because in the days to come, maybe five years later, 10 years later, if the Lord's coming is going to be delayed, most of you are going to be in power to take decision. In the um, government, in your secular jobs, in your church, but let your power should not motivate you to destroy others. Second one, pride. Another uh, very sad story, pride. Uh, as I circulated that uh, overview sent by Brother Gandhi of Coimbatore EGF, I don't know whether you had time to see that one. In one of the pictures, in the short overview on Esther, in one of the pictures, it's, uh, it was drew like that. This man, Aman, is walking proudly. And people are just uh, bow before him. Uh, but Modega is not, uh, not bowing before him. And he was angry. That's a picture we could see. Exactly we can see. Even without looking at the picture, you can visualize that. When you are in position, when you are uh, uh, neatly dressed, when you're going, you want to see that everybody is uh, saluting and saying good morning, good evening. Jesus said the Pharisees were like that. Even in marketplaces, they wanted people to wish him. Look at that. Not only in the temple, even in the marketplace. Such a pride. And this man was going around, walking around like that. Pride brings the fall. That's what Proverbs says. So constantly, let's check ourselves. It can happen to anybody for that matter. We can be very proud in saying that we are humble. That itself is a starting of uh, pride. So be careful. And third thing I wanted to tell you, the naughty boys will be there everywhere. There are some naughty boys in that group. They wanted to check Haman's reaction. Okay, they just wanted to see how Haman is uh, uh, going to say. They went to Haman and said, uh, this man, Modiga is not uh, uh, submitting you. He's not obeying you. And to them, Modiga, uh, to them, Aman was uh, very proud in saying, not only him, I can um, do many evil things against him. I want to communicate one important truth here. My brothers and sisters, when others talk about uh, very great of you, and when they go and check whether you can handle uh, pride, be careful. Especially when people come and tell negative about your people whom don't, you don't like. In the church, in, the, in many, many places, at home especially, 
sister in law brother in law and uh, many people in that matter they can just talk about uh, he is bad and she is bad and we take it very seriously be careful be careful it's very human very human i'm sure that none of you will say that i haven't heard anything about it about uh, like this all of us heard one or other uh, way one or other day about uh, the people whom we don't like in the fellowship in the church at home and we are uh, just uh, hatredness is increasing the feeling of hatredness is growing by hearing such small comments of a crooked planning and execution look at that that's what uh, the evil is growing james says uh, the temptation is something like a seed then uh, it's growing and it leads us to death same thing in the hatredness and evil among the fellowship among our relationships it's that so we need to be very very careful and that's what happened to aman and we know the final uh, uh, thing happened not not only to aman to the whole family in the world right now there are many many aman against the uh, church against uh, families against individuals when we look at the other side number 1 we thank god for the attitude of modegai it's not that uh, he was feeling jealous about uh, aman he was not thinking that uh, i am supposed to be the prime minister because i only protected the king i don't think that that's the way he considered when you look at the whole book modegai was not reacting like that modegai was a jew he knew pretty well that he is not supposed to worship any human beings you remember in daniel we read about these three young men they said we cannot worship this idol this uh, statue though it may be very big we cannot we are not only the idol worshipers we cannot worship the king the statue is there if you want to put us on a fire we are ready god will protect us even if god is not going to protect us we believe that god is in control god is with us and we won't worship anybody for that matter it has happened after the exile though safania and jeremiah and others warned them if you are going to lead like this you will be punished by nebahat nature and the babylonians during that time there were young people like daniel and uh, other three friends they could take a stand praise god praise god the remnant group was there worshiping god and god alone i believe that among us there are hundreds and thousands of the believers in our own churches in our own ministry they don't want to uh, worship people they don't want to man pleases they want to please they want to worship the lord alone even this evening let's check ourselves if you want to worship the lord and lord alone god will honor us that's from good second one uh, interesting verse in chapter 3 verse 8 it says like this then haman said to the king 
there is a certain people dispersed among the peoples in all provinces of your kingdom who keep themselves separate. That is holiness. Holiness is being separate from others, being set apart. Their customs are different from those of all other people and they do not obey the king's rule. Look at that. What a testimony of God's people. People of God living according to God's life principles. Who are they? They were the remnant group and they were the Jews. They were punished by God. They are under bondage. They were under exile. Even there, Amman could testify there is a group of people. They are different. And uh, their lifestyle is different. My dear brothers and sisters, in your own campuses, whether you're principal and you're at least in a, in a department, you're HOD and others could look at you as a different person, think of it. Think of it. You are a Christian. You are a believing student. And in your office, your boss, immediate boss, and other people in your office, whether they could say that there is, there is a small group of people in our office, they are different. Can they say like that? Keep this chapter 3 verse 8. That's a very interesting verse for our testimony life. Our witnessing life in the campuses, wherever we are. Even in our neighborhood. When others look at us, how do they say about us? Let's go forward. Uh, taking initiative to cry out. It's wonderful. Um, Rajshri has read from verse 4 onwards. I asked her to read like that. When you look at first three verses in that chapter, we see that Mudagai has reacted and he took initiative to cry out, cry out. Then fourth chapter, in the end, we see that they really believed in fasting and prayer. They fasted and prayed, both Esther and Mudagai, along with others. When we look at the good, these are some of the things. Worshipping the Lord and leading a life which is pleasing to the Lord and taking initiative and also depending on God and God alone in prayer. Fasting and prayer should not be just a program. Fasting and prayer should not be just a, a very a tight thing. Otherwise, there are many, many people who fast. Our Muslim friends are far better than us in their fasting. So we have to be very careful. What do we really mean by fasting and prayer? In a, a house where death has happened, do you think that people will be feasting? No. Do you think that we have to go and say that you fast and pray? No. When we look at uh, things around, we need to spontaneously have such a feeling of fasting and prayer. And uh, we need to cry out like Esther and uh, Modegai. Let me take a little time to talk to you about uh, life of Esther. I have highlighted four points. That's a reality even of our life. Number one, I am very conscious of this phrase, comfort zone. She was not only in comfort zone, she was in a strong comfort zone. I know that most of us who are sitting here, we, are, we can identify with that phrase, comfort zone. And uh, she is very comfortable. 
and even she can give dress to her uncle you are uh, you don't have dress i can send you the dress such a comfortable position and uh, she has a, a gentleman who can go and talk to others like that so my dear brothers and sisters it is not only being a queen she had a comfort zone all of us can just go into that type of a uh, situation and not aware or not in a position to identify with the problem around when we look at verse 4 that's a pathetic condition when ss unex and female attendants came and told her about modegai she was in great distress why she sent clothes for him to put on instead of his lack coats but he would not accept them that shows she is not at all aware of the heartbeat of modegai why he is like that what has happened verse 3 says everywhere it is uh, people are crying and it was a big mourning among the jews but here is a jew sitting and being comfortable how many evangelical christians are sitting like that how many christians are looking at that at least in corona time they know at least this word corona because it is really affected us otherwise many of us are least bother about things are happening against uh, children against uh, women against dalits against uh, many of the underprivileged people we are least bother to know about it because we are so comfortable with our church our own bible study fellowships and uh, we are just waiting for the lord to come back so that we can be in heaven my dear brother and sister let this corona uh, time help us to be aware of the things around some of the things are very worst things are happening around in our society if only we'll keep our eyes and ears open and if only we are uh, conscious that we are in a comfort zone i need to uh, be uh, careful about it again i'm talking to my young people my young friends be careful you can get good marks you can uh, get very good degrees you will be in high positions don't think of comfort zones aware of the suffering cry of the people under underprivileged people children voiceless women many many right other side of the story is uh, she was praying with others lovely verse there we can see i she said that i will pray with my uh, assistants that means she was jew and all her assistants are not jews she shared the gospel in our terms we have to say she shared the glory of god the power of god the power of prayer the power of fasting and she could confidently say we all will fast and pray you organize a fasting and prayer for me so that i can go and meet the king last but that's very powerful verse 16 very very powerful statement if i perish i perish my dear brother and sister easy to take a bible study like this i can easily say that if i perish i perish even for all of us if i'll ask you to uh, recite it you will recite it if i perish i perish 
but think of the uh, life yes sir has to take a risk of going and going to plead for her people before the king or be ready to cry out like that if i perish i perish if there are people like that in our fellowship i tell you there is a revival in our families in our fellowships in our church and definitely in our nation because that's what god's word says if my people uh, commit themselves humble themselves and look unto god making a commitment like that if i perish i perish god will bless this nation how much we need a commitment like from from our side like esther let me close with this uh, uh, three questions when satan sin when satan is attacking me how do i handle the situation not only through some temptation in various other ways satan is attacking me as we read in first peter chapter 5 verse 8 he really wanted to put me down but how do i handle this situation second one we strongly believe the deliverance is from the lord how do i claim the deliverance is deliver not only deliverance of the nation or a big group even in small small matters we could see the deliverance god is protecting me god is protecting my family god is delivering me from bondage and how do i claim the deliverance and praising god lastly but it's very important as the evil in the society is increasing in these days what is my response as a child of god let's pray father exactly like uh, modega's time exactly like esther's time we are also living in my in our campuses in our neighborhood in our workplace in our churches we think we see things are happening especially in our country and in many many countries lord we see people hate god's people people hate good people lord as we live among them we pray oh god that you give us the shrewdness to be aware of the things that are happening around and to be like esther to come out and make a commitment if i perish i perish we will pray and go forward in doing things for you wherever you have kept us help us to be faithful to our calling thank you for hearing us continue to minister to us and even this evening we pray for dear rajshri and we pray that you bless her oh god and bless her parents in jesus name we pray amen